good Mayad, a good Erev Yontav, Shvi Shal Pesach. We're at a juncture in time where the Tzadikim say that part of the Avoda on Shvi Shal Pesach is davening from Mashiach. Pshuto Kemashmo. we got to hope and pray fervently for Mashiach to come. Now, I'm not sure if... Uh, how accurate my memory is because it was a little bit more than three years ago. But when I was at a Bachar in Yeshiva, a place called Nevei Tzion, um, I remember learning the Gemara that says, Mashiach is going to come for a door, a generation that's Kulo Zakai or Kulo Chayev. The generation is going to be either fully meritous or fully evil. And I was wondering, how is it ever going to be Shaykh? How can we ever get everybody to be meritous? How could we... How to reach all the people, keep two Shabbos, and how is that going to ever happen? Baruch Hashem, Hashem has ways. And a few years back, Rabbi Goldstein from South Africa decided we were going to make a Project Shabbos. And he got thousands of people to keep Shabbos. Who thought it was possible? Little by little, I think this past year, I'm not sure if, uh, I'm not sure the numbers, but Hundreds of thousands, I think, of people who did not keep Shabbos kept Shabbos. It's an amazing thing. Alvai, they continue. But Kriyas Yamsuf is a paradigm of being in a situation where you see there's no way out. How can Mashiach come? How could everybody become Zakai? How could everybody become Chayev? Tzadikim are never going to give up. And, but hopefully Rishonim will do too. But how do you reach them? How do you get through to these people? So by the Yamsuf, the Egyptians are chasing. The Maluch of Egypt is chasing. Snakes and scorpions in one direction, lions and tigers and bears in the other. Oh my. And then the sea in front of them, what are, what are they going to do? There's no place to go. And Moshe Rabbeinu turns to Hashem and starts davening. And Hashem says the strangest thing. Mati Tzakeilai, what? I'll tell the Jews, let them continue going. It's an amazing thing. Where? How? Go into the water? Maybe we should turn right into the desert. Uh, the left into the other elements. I can understand not going back because the Egyptians are chasing. But why the water? I think it's an important thing to think, it's important to do, that there's an idea that really, in our lives, there are certain aspects of our lives with such confusion, and we have no idea how are things going to work out, what's going to happen. But Kosh Baruch Hu gives us something that's unbelievable, that has the answers to everything inside of it. That's known as the Torah. So figuratively, we have to jump into the Torah. There was no Havamina to go to the, the snakes and scorpions in the desert. There was no Havamina to go the other direction. The only Havamina was to go into the sea, but how? How are you going to survive? And that's the unknown. How are we going to figure it out? How are we going to make sense of our situation? And I think that that's part of the godless of Shvi Shal Pesach 
is basically it's basically to give us this framework where we need to do something that is mysterious nefesh. Rav Gamliel was saying that they needed a muna. In other words, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, Matitzak Eli, what are you screaming to me? Isn't that the right thing? I mean, I remember when I was a bacher in Nevei, they told me something difficult happens. The first thing you do is you dive into Hashem to help you. And then you make Hishtatulis. But here it seems to be that Hashem says, don't give me the screaming right now. You've got to make not only Hishtatulis, you've got to do an action that embodies your emun and bitachon. You've got to have something that's called mesiris nefesh. You've got to be willing to die. It's to die for. It's something that you're willing to really go and put your life and limb on the line in order to figure it out. And it could be that that's why they jumped into the waters, the water of Torah, and the water split and it arranged itself 12 different paths, one for each shave, that there's a clarity, there's a certain di- design that they saw. This is not an, an ordinary thing. When you see this huge, vast ocean, where is that going to take us? Where does it end? We're, we don't even see the other side. Jump in the water. The water, once you're inside the water, everything becomes clearer, at least the direction becomes clear. And it could be that that's part of the Nisayon of, of Kriyas Yamsuf, is that that's what made the sea split for the Jews, is they, they just walked in. Okay, this is what we're supposed to do. we got to just do it. And they didn't know how it was going to turn out. There was no promises. The Egyptians were keep on, kept on, on going into the sea also. The Egyptians were probably like, whoa. I don't know if the Egyptians could get some drink and fruits out of the walls of the of the Yam, but you know, they they were also probably astounded what's going on here. And then the wall, the water came tumbling in on them. I think that this is part of the mysterious nefesh we need. Because Baruch they tell tells us that on Shviyashel Pesach, it's interesting that in our tefillin. It doesn't mention Beferish, the day of the Seder, or the day of the the Korban Pesach. It says, Sheva Yom Tachlu Matzah, seven days eat Matzahs, Vyoim Hashvi Chag Lashem. And on the seventh day is a holiday for Hashem. It's a holiday for Hashem? Like, where's Hashem partying? I want to go to his party. The answer is, he's partying inside of each and every one of us. When we attach ourselves with that emunah and bitachon and that mysterious nefesh to be committed to Hashem. That is the celebration of Hashem. It's kaviyochel that Hashem is delighting with our, with our emunah and bitachon and mysterious nefesh. That is the essence of the yontif. Is how much am I willing to give for Hashem? And, and that's the, the epitome. I mean, yes, Klal Yisrael they had, they did bris mila and they did korban pesach, but it wasn't a maisa of of total emun and bitachon and and pshuta kamashmo nefesh. I mean, a surgery is a surgery. I mean, hopefully people you know survive surgeries, right? 
But jumping into the sea, you know, I don't think they, they had a little bit of a PTSD association with Jews being cast into the river, you know. It's, uh, it wasn't a very uh, good association that Yidin had with that. So we see that the mysterious nefesh of the Jews to go in, bo maimad nefesh, that the water came to the nefesh, and then it split. The sea split into gzarim, into different sections that each tribe could go through. And it could be that some of the, uh, the tzaddikim explain that every Jew will be zocha on Shvi Shal Pesach, depending on how much Mr. Snafesh, how much Amun and Bitochon he has, there'll be Zoha to Yeshua's. Some of the big tzaddikim say, if you don't have children, you can have children. Kriyas Yamsuf, how much Mr. Snafesh, how much Amun and Bitochon, Azivug, how many people don't have a spouse? I would love to be able to come home to a loving spouse. Ah, Hashem should bless each and every one of those single individuals to be find their partner, to have a loving home. How many kids, how many people need a parnasa? Hashem should bless people that they shouldn't be struggling and they should be able to have a chef of everything good in order to be able to provide for their families. Hashem should bless us all, but it's all dependent on how much mysterious nefesh we have. If we have a muna bitachon, mysterious nefesh, according to the degree that you have, that's how the issue is going to happen for us. Hashem should bless us all to have the ultimate levels and to be the ultimate issue of an amazing, amazing yantav.